is the 21st episode of Decoding Fox News, and I am your host, Julia Jeske. Each week, I watch and analyze 15 hours of Fox News and then break it down. I watch all the Fox News you'd never want to. This project is made possible by the Town Knight Center for News Integrity at the Craig Newmark Graduate School of Journalism at CUNY. For those folks outside of New York, CUNY stands for City University of New York. I'm a graduate of that program. 3.6 GPA, by the way. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding. That was my GPA. I was very proud of that. I'm a non-traditional student. It was even harder. If you don't know me, I have a long history covering and researching the far right, specifically a hate group known as the Proud Boys, who have weirdly become household names and are a huge part of the January 6th committee hearings and the riots in our Capitol on January 6th, which completely still to this day blows my mind. When I discovered them, it was on a channel called Compound Media that was very low rent. And somebody from Vice Media who had been kicked out, who was sort of a weird, you know, called himself like the, the hipster guru or something stupid. I, I could care, couldn't care less. This misogynist pig who got drunk on camera and whipped out his genitals. That's the founder of the Proud Boys. That's Gavin McInnes. And uh, <laughs> I just noticed that he was inciting violence quite a bit on his show and started collecting clips of it and eventually worked with law enforcement. And really where things got moving is when I started working with the press. And then I decided to become a journalist myself. So absolutely crazy, but true. I will eventually do a podcast based on that. But this week, I got to hold on for dear life to keep up with the... Uh, hearing that will be tomorrow, <laughs> which they just announced, and the hearing that was already planned for Thursday. And I want to sleep so badly. <laughs> I just I just have dreams of naps with my cats, Odin and Thor. And, you know, nothing. That's it. Just, just relaxation and doing nothing. It's not something I get to do often, especially now. The summer has been punishing. But... I am happy to do it, and I'm happy to get this out to my followers and listeners, and I thank you for your support every single time I do one of these. So we're going to go right into this week's newsletter. Here is the headline. Fox News. Pay no attention to those falling gas prices. Here's Hunter Biden with a crack pipe. Again! A typical Fox News viewer might think that Hunter Biden was about to be arrested for several crimes, that President Joe Biden lied about the U.S. Border Patrol horse unit, and that red flag laws should be abolished since they didn't seem to stop a mentally unstable, suicidal mass shooter in Highland Park. A Fox viewer might not realize that gas prices have fallen for 20, it's actually 27 straight days, the latest jobs report was excellent, and that climate change-fueled disasters were occurring all over the world, including in the U.S. So that's tricky with 2725, because technically on Friday it was 25 days. That's why I wrote 25. Ha 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 ha. But anyway, so I made a video specifically for the newsletter at the last minute after uh, joking around with uh, Craig Harrington over at Media Matters, who he sent me an article that he co-wrote that is brilliant, excellent. I love Media Matters. They are like me, but a million of them, a million people, and they're all working together, and it's just a great organization. 
I got a grant, so I am one person. <laughs> uh, they are in D.C. I am in New York City. So I've never met Craig, but I, I loved his article, and I included a link to it in the newsletter. So basically, yes, gas prices are dropping, and they're dropping fast, and they've been dropping, and Fox News just never mentions it. Never mentioned it. Not once. They, they kept – they would – every day that they were rising, they would show the number – uh, Ducey would look excited. Steve Ducey on Fox and Friends would almost look g- giddy as he announced how much higher they've gotten every day. We broke another record. We broke another record. But now that they're dropping, they don't they don't mention it. So I'm just going to play the clip. These are um, snippets that I collected from day one through day five from all three shows that I surveyed. Um, sometimes they said gas, but it wasn't a decent clip. So I, I tried to pick the clips that were the most dramatic that really got the point across. So here you go. Even though gas prices are high, you're gonna- The moment he was elected, you saw gas prices start to go up as a result. This is a deliberate, um, intentional raising of of gas prices through policies and regulations in order to transition people to green energy. And by the way- But the travel chain, when you combine it with gas prices- Because the price of gasoline and electricity drives the cost of everything else. If we would unlock the American oil and gas and coal sector, increase the flow of American Mm -hmm. oil and gas- Fueled up, uh, fueled up feud. How American energy producers are responding after President Biden blamed them for rising gas prices. After calling out gas companies on Twitter, telling them to bring down- Rose overturned, gas is through the roof. What do we have to celebrate about America today? Damn, that's real. Gas right. prices high as hell. Each, how about give it about inflation? How about give it about gas prices? And high gas prices. The wrong move. That's not how you address the problem, first of all, and it has not brought down gas prices. Uh, alleging to the American people, we're bringing down the price yeah. of gas for all you people, and there's the Bidens are sending it to... Well, you know what? The the, the gas prices are a tax it's on like people. Tax. It yeah. is. Inflation, the gas situation and oil situation we're in. On me paying my bills, gas prices. It's- and obviously inflation, gas prices. And people are worried about gas so that they can afford to go to work. You wanted those higher gas prices. Talk about gas. That's when you know things are a problem. Gas prices keep breaking records. That's Putin's fault secure the rest of the U.S. by tapping into our domestic supplies of energy, oil, gas, minerals. That oil ended up going to China instead of lowering the price of gas here at home. That says that gas prices are out of control. The White House is bracing for what's expected to be an underwhelming June jobs report due out in a little over two hours. The data is projected to show the weakest job growth since April 2021. You'd never know if you watched Fox News that gas prices have dropped for 27 days in a row or that the U.S. economy added 372,000 jobs last month. So yeah, that's just a little bit of my voiceover at the end of that. So this past week, I was sort of forced to survey and follow and analyze um, Jesse Waters' primetime. Because of the July 4th holiday, there were no other primetime shows available. They had some sort of July 4th special on, and I like to stay with the same show for the whole week. So I remembered why I don't like to cover... Jesse Waters primetime. And now I know why I don't like following the show. <laughs> I'm reminded. I'm just going to uh, read to you a list of the topics that I actually had to write down on a spreadsheet that he really got into, spent a lot of time on. And I was just confused because I didn't, where's the story? So the first one is celebrities who lack patriotism. 
Americans are just losing trust in institutions, and that was rather vague. Cartoons are becoming woke. Popeye the Sailor Man is becoming gender fluid and bisexual. Workers are getting fired from companies for being woke. He had, and this one I did make fun of on Twitter, a interview with a woman he claimed identified as an actual mermaid. But on close, as soon as the segment started, she pretty much gave away the store and was like, yeah, I'm just a performer. I don't think I'm an actual mermaid. And then he had to sustain a segment of this woman, it, bizarrely, and this beautiful, like, it looked like silicone, gorgeous mermaid tail. And she'd worked in an aquarium where little girls would go and little boys would go and look up at this gorgeous woman with long flowing hair and this cute little outfit swimming around as if she's a mermaid. That was her job. And for some bizarre reason, when Fox interviewed her, they put her in a creek, <laughs> a creek that was very shallow in the woods. And she was like, yeah, hey, I'm a mermaid, but I'm not really. So that segment made no sense. And then this is where it gets even dumber is Waters had a story about an appointment to the Department of Energy that Biden had that is from February. And he, he tried to preface it with, well, there was a whistleblower who complained that this person shouldn't have gotten this job in the Department of Energy. Well, that whistleblower letter was also from February. I thought maybe it was an update. And so I looked at the screen and I saw underneath the graphic that had the quote in it said, February 2. <laughs> and I went, come on, you got to be kidding me. So I did some research online. And yes, this quote unquote whistleblower who was someone who was angry that this gender fluid person got a job in the Department of Energy had written the letter in February of 2022, like February 2nd. So why are we talking about this in July? I have no idea. But there was no update on the story. There was no scandal. And I thought it was a really gross story for a number of reasons because the person's name is Sam uh, Britton, I believe is how you'd probably pronounce their last name. This person uses their as their pronoun. And Waters tried to imply that Britton had... Um, written an editorial that was in favor of pedophilia or child sex or something like that. And what that was, I looked into this and got a little too fascinated with it. What that was, was a case from 2015 where Rent Boy, a website for male prostitution, got shut down. And the premise was that there was a suspicion that it might be underage prostitution. And so Britain had written this... Um, editorial saying, well, you're actually hurting these. And I looked through the whole thing and every time uh, they used men, young adults, men, man, young adults, every single time in every reference throughout the editorial. So there was no one advocating for sex with children, none whatsoever. It was consensual sex between two adults. And then I looked even deeper into the case and there were no, there were like six out of seven um, charges against employees at Rent Boy got dropped. The only person who was charged was the owner. 
And he did all of six months worth of time. And even the judge said, oh, I, you know, you've done a lot for the LGBTQ community. I have to, you know, I have to punish you, though, because you did break the law. Prostitution is illegal. And basically what it came out is that the owner of Rent Boy had been helping um, his escorts with training and how to save their money and he had given a lot of money to charities that were AIDS and LGBTQ related and that he even worked with the Department of Health. And so everything was above board. Everything was um, consenting adults and everything was just basically he got in trouble because it's illegal to have a prostitution company. So that was interesting. And basically Waters was just using the story to show photos of Sam Britton in drag and to make fun of this person. And of course, he left out that Sam Britton has two master's degree from MIT in nuclear engineering <laughs> and even had a job with similar background in nuclear engineering and nuclear waste. And of course, um, Waters did not include any of that. The other story that was really big across all three shows that I watched, and this one was also equally bizarre because there was so much more going on, was this story about and it, it even sounded funny in the lead, but there's no nice way of, of making this sound less awkward. But the horse patrol that's part of the um, border patrol. And this was, again, a 10-month-old story where the horse patrol had gone out and some, story, some photos got leaked that it looked like they were whipping Haitian migrants. And the, the, the images are awful. They're very disturbing. They're very alarming. A lot of people got upset. Well, there was a big, long investigation. The agents were cleared of whipping migrants, but they got in trouble for using excessive force and excessive language. And then there were problems in that they were following orders from the local police, the state police in Texas, and they shouldn't have been doing that. So there were problems found and four agents ended up getting disciplinary action. Fox turned this into Biden lied. <laughs> and they showed clips of other um, media personalities saying that it looked like um, these agents were using whips. And it honestly does look like that. If you look at the still images, it's very, it's incredibly alarming. It's disturbing. What it is, is it's the reins on the horses. And I will just say this. It's my belief, based on watching all these segments on Fox and watching the segments on, on the other networks, that this is just a case of people being mistaken. Because most... Americans in 2022 don't understand how to ride a horse, don't understand what a rein is for, and don't understand how a rein might look like it's a whip dangling when it's actually just a rein. And that's all this is. I, I don't think that they had any proof in the Fox segments that Biden or any of the other journalists who, who made the wrong call on this knew that this was just incredibly misleading images and that they were going to then lie to the American public about it to make the Border Patrol look bad. It just, and again, there's a 500-page report that spent 10 months putting together. So this is very exhaustive, and yet the agency still found a lot of problems here that weren't whipping migrants. So that was what they were focused on. They spent a lot of time on this horse story. Waters included this bizarre story that's, it's not bizarre, really. It's just a person is gender fluid and sometimes dresses in drags and is incredibly intelligent and highly accomplished and you just want to make fun of this person because they dress in drag that's basically all that is 
Um, but that they would spend that much time on this when there was all these other stories. And of course, Hunter Biden was front and center. I don't have any clips on Hunter Biden. I hate the Hunter Biden story. I think it's totally ridiculous. It's a broken man who has uh, substance abuse problems. And there's a lot of visuals of him smoking crack and having sex with various people. And I just want absolutely nothing to do with the story. They still have not found any concrete proof of wrongdoing, especially linked back to President Biden. They, they were playing a voicemail over and over again last week, which was pretty vague. And it was Joe Biden just saying, well, how's work going, basically? Okay, talk to you later. <laughs> and they're like, see, it's proof. Biden knew everything. He knew everything that Hunter Biden was doing. It's proof. And I'm like, is it? I don't. I don't. And they keep also acting like any day now, the Hunter Biden story is going to blow up and there's going to be indictments every, everywhere and everyone's going to get arrested. And it just sounds like Benghazi all over again. And I'm no fan of Hunter Biden. I think he is a train wreck, but I, I just don't think other than him having a lot of personal problems and demons that this is anything of a story. Now, the next clip I'm going to play for you is uh, about the Jalen Walker shooting, which at first I was excited <laughs> I cannot kid you. I was genuinely excited when I saw that Fox News was including this because they have a bad habit of totally ignoring stories where black men are victimized by law enforcement. This is a trend that I have followed since February. So I got excited, but then I went, wait a second, listen to that clip again. And I did. And then I was like, yeah, it's still Fox. So in this clip, I took... Um, Fox News did a 30 did three 30 second segments on Jalen Walker over the course of Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, that's all they did as far as the shows that I surveyed. They just did. That's it. That's all they dedicated to it. A minute and a half. And they really focused on the riots and they showed boarded up windows and businesses. And, oh, people are rioting in Akron, Ohio. And they mentioned the specifics of the Jalen Walker case, but they left out one very important word all three times. And that word would be unarmed. They mentioned that the cops shot him 60 times. They mentioned that it was a motor uh, vehicle stop. They mentioned that the cops were being investigated, but they left out the fact that Jalen Walker was unarmed. Now, PBS did not do that. And PBS actually did an extended segment on it. So, I'm just going to play these two clips back to back. They're both 30 seconds long, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Good morning. We are back with your headlines, starting with this. Protesters marching in Akron, Ohio, after police released body camera footage of officers shooting a man to death. Police say 25-year-old Jalen Walker fled the scene of a traffic stop before being gunned down. Medical examiners finding more than 60 wounds on Walker's body. Eight officers have been placed on administrative leave as the Ohio Bureau of Investiga um, Investigation rather, continues reviewing the shooting. The day's other news, the city of Akron, Ohio, declared a state of emergency, setting a curfew of 9 p.m. in the wake of protests over the police killing of Jalen Walker, an unarmed black man. Local officials also canceled the city's July 4th fireworks. Protesters have taken to the streets after police released body camera footage showing eight officers shooting at Walker. His body had more than 60 gunshot wounds. So a clip like that is why I do this. I love it when I can get a 30-second clip from both networks, slap them back-to-back -back like that, where you can see them tell something very simple, but in two totally different ways. 
it's subtle, but it's enough that you get a different story. So the first, you still might be wondering, well, what did he do to get himself shot? Honestly, a person could hear that and still be like, well, I don't know enough about this. He probably did something that upset the cops. When in the second one you hear, he's unarmed, and that there were eight cops involved, and eight cops put 60 bullets into him. You hear 60 wounds in the first clip, but it, it resonates so much better in the second clip. And in the subsequent clips about Jalen Walker on Fox News, although they did mention him again in day two and day three, Tuesday and Wednesday, they always left out that he was unarmed. And they focused more on the riots. On day three, they actually showed, they opened their footage, this short little headline news segment about Jalen Walker with images of boarded up businesses because that's what they care about. And on PBS, they, they had a proper segment that was several minutes long where they went into some of the background. You find out that Jalen Walker did not have a criminal record, that they do not know why the cops shot him 60 times, that there's some theories, but they can't figure it out. And they just went into more depth. It, it was more clear that this is a tragedy. And yeah, they mentioned the, the protests, but they didn't focus on them, whereas Fox focused on them. It was just run for your lives. They're protesting again. It's going to be 2020 all over again. So this next clip, I admit openly, I put in the podcast for comedy relief <laughs> because this is my favorite original Republican crazy lady. She makes uh, like Bobert, although I, she was kind of leaning Bobert-ish or, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene. This was the original, the original crazy who now I predict if she stays in the political spotlight, if she does get that congressional seat, she's going to go full crazy. We're going to like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Bobart. And her are just going to have a big party of insanity where they just yell things and tweet things. And it, we'll just sit back in the air of popcorn and just go, what is going on with our country? So I'm just going to play the clip. It's a lot of word salad. They, they criticize uh, VP Harris of using word salad. I'm like, oh, you have nothing on this lady. Nothing. I'd like to say something to Congress because we have an equal branch of government, equal to the power in this administration, this administration that is purposefully trying to destroy America. This administration that is lying, doing whatever it can to fundamentally transform America. I've said this before, Jesse, you only fundamentally transform something for which you have disdain. You want to destroy the thing and then recreate it into something completely different. That's the definition of fundamental transformation and we were promised this was going to happen. So we're not surprised. However, Congress, why aren't they doing something about this um, usurping of uh, the equal branches of government, of power? Why don't they call some big-ass press conference, some big hoopla, congressman, and explain to the people what is going on and do something about this in terms of proposing solutions. Yeah, they're back there talking about the problems, talking about the problems. I'm tired of talking about the problems. It's Congress, that equal branch of government, needs to start providing solutions to the people. Why don't they get out there and talk about even this incident? A proven lie... 10 months of an investigation to prove that those weren't whips that the the horse riders were carrying no it i put this on congress because uh you know i've given up on the administration so you really don't get into like the last 10 seconds of that answer what she was even talking about which is classic sarah palin oh she's comedy gold so 
Waters had asked her about the Border Patrol on horseback and the incident and how the government handled it. And that was her crazy way of answering. Because she really wanted to wedge in that she was running for Congress and that was her way of doing it. This whole, like, big old press conference. And um, I was paid to play her once at an event, which was a little nutty. And I do have a harder time with her accent. I have to, like, study her for a minute. Because she almost sounds like Minnesota, which I'm real used to. Because I'm from the Midwest and I kind of know a lot of people that talk like that. But um, my accent is Missouri. And I'm going to just do my mom, who was very popular. I did this accent all throughout undergrad. It was always very popular. So here we go. Julie, I called your father. And... And he had to go to the store. So he got on Highway Farty Far to go to the store. And I was like, Tam, Tam, I don't want you going on that highway because you're going to get murdered. You're going to be killed because people drive like maniacs. And I just thought, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord he got home. And I was just so thankful. So that's the accent I grew up with, sort of. So that's part of the reason why I flip in and out of them like crazy. So anyway, just a little bit. Of, that's my little comedy relief for the podcast this week. Now, the next clip could also be considered funny, depending on how you feel about Glenn Greenwald. I personally am not a fan. <laughs> I will admit this openly. Glenn, Glenn Greenwald used to be um, a highly regarded journalist. He's won the Pulitzer for his work against surveillance, government surveillance in both the United States and the UK. But he's since kind of gone off the deep end in many ways and he's obsessed with like the deep state and conspiracy theories he's he's he seemingly loves to praise dictators and and uh be an apologist for extremists and he i included a tweet where he called a black woman that i follow he called her a nazi she's like a little bit more moderate and i, I just Ah, you have to see it on the newsletter. It's just, it's, and I, I couldn't believe I found it because I remembered when he did it. And I was like, he just called Shantae a Nazi. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. So I'm going to, I'm doing this a little bit out of order from the newsletter because it makes more sense to put these two clips together. Um, this is what I call dubious expert of the week because why is he talking about Elon Musk? Is, is he really an expert on Elon Musk? No, he's not. Um, so this is an old clip from April, and I just personally found it funny. It did very well on Twitter. Again, Glenn Greenwald. This is from Tucker Carlson Today, his interview show. Most powerful institutions on the planet, which is what he's doing. He's trying to remove and take out of the hands of the Pentagon, the U.S. government, the Democratic Party, Wall Street, all of these, NATO, all of these institutions of power, an extremely powerful, one of the, probably their most powerful weapon to censor the internet and therefore propagandize huge populations. He's threatening to take that away from them, to allow dissent to flourish, to ideas to be challenged. You think they're gonna just let him waltz in and take that from them without one of the most vicious fights you've ever seen? They're gonna try and destroy him. Okay, in by destroy him, you mean um, one sexual harassment settlement that he paid out to a woman would be revealed, then sure, yeah, they've destroyed, they've, he's, he has nothing. He is a shell of a man. He's lost all his money. He's lost all of his companies. He's a complete loser. He's broken. They're going to put him in prison. Okay, none of that happened. Um, all of his craziness is self-inflicted. He still has his wealth. 
he basically didn't know what he was doing or made a huge error when he tried to buy Twitter. And it's also funny that Glenn acts like um, Twitter is like a weapon used by NATO. That That's just, I'm surprised he didn't say deep state because like every other thing he says is deep state, which is the dumbest theory ever. Deep state. I, I laugh at people who use deep state. If you're using deep state and you're serious, there's something wrong with you because that is nonsense. I cannot hold it in. That is the goofiest thing that like bureaucrats are somehow secretly plotting. No, if you've ever worked for the government, I have a sibling that works for the government. He finds the deep state theory to be absolute nonsense because he's like, it's it's just people who want a pension. <laughs> that's, why, that's why people work for the government. And I don't mean any disrespect. It's my brother, Gerald, who works for the government who made that joke. <laughs> he's making it about himself. He's like, it's a steady job. And you do get a pension and you, you get holidays off and stuff like that. And and it's usually you don't have the pressure of like corporate America. But it's it's not, it's just not what people like Glenn Greenwald claim it is. When you're not elected, it's just a job. So anyway, this next clip is a bit of an abrupt tone shift, but I thought it was very important to include this uh, due to the content of, of the clip. So this is Jessica Tarloff, the lone liberal on The Five, trying to explain what uh, extreme abortion restrictions will do to women with pregnancy complications. And in this case, she's talking about ectopic. And I paired it with a clip from an OBGYN doctor talking about this on PBS NewsHour. And she's talking about what's actually happening in the state of Texas right now. Then you have on the ectopic pregnancy front, and Greg and I were talking about this in the, in the green room. Yeah, people didn't talk about ectopic pregnancies and the treatment for it before because it wasn't an issue before. But now Still if you look at it, issue. it, it is an not. issue. If you look at what's going on in a state like Missouri, it is. Straws. Grabbing straws. One person who is denied medical care for an ectopic pregnancy makes the entire point of this move. Okay, if the, a woman dies from it, it is going to happen okay, because you have to call somebody. If you're a doctor, you have to get permission to treat someone for something that happens quite rarely, actually, when you look at, sorry, quite frequently when you look at the statistics for it. That is a, it's a major sin of this ruling, that leaving this up to states. I have to respond. I wouldn't bring up sin when we're talking about abortion. Yeah, I have to respond. Use an ectopic pregnancy when a fertilized egg implants outside the uterus. This is in theory excluded from the abortion ban in Texas, but what are you hearing in practice is happening in that instance? Exactly. Even an ectopic pregnancy, which seemingly is excluded, falls into a gray area which can be interpreted differently depending on where the person shows up. So most commonly, an ectopic pregnancy might implant in the fallopian tubes or in the ovaries, but an ectopic pregnancy can also implant into a C-section scar or into a uterine scar from a prior surgery. That pregnancy will then grow through the uterine scar potentially outside of the uterus and into the bladder. Even before this ban went into effect, there were hospitals in Texas that would refuse to care for someone with an ectopic in the C-section scar because they weren't sure if it was actually an ectopic or not. And so what we are seeing now is that more and more people are being denied care for these gray areas that are not as clear cut because that decision-making is very individualized. It can't be clearly defined in a law. This is a complication, and this is not a complication. This is near death, and this is not near death. That is very individual. That same doctor goes into depth in the longer segment on PBS 
about generally what women, and I'm going to use the term women because that's the AP style um, for how to deal with this situation now with pregnant people. I'm just going to use women, but I'm going to acknowledge before I get into this that yes, other people can get pregnant. Um, what she says in the segment is that uh, pregnant women who have problems basically have to show vital signs that they're dying before a doctor will intervene. So, for instance, they are losing their pregnancy, their water breaks way too early, uh, the, the, the fetus dies within themselves, something horribly goes wrong. The doctor is not allowed to intervene in many cases because, again, these are judgment calls each time. So it depends on the doctor you go to, depends on the hospital, depends on where you end up. You have to go home and wait until you're showing signs of a high fever, an infection, or sepsis, which is lethal, and go back to the hospital to prove that you are now being in a, you're now in a life-threatening situation, which is absolutely horrific because it's not as if the pregnancy is viable at this point. So that is what people are facing now in Texas. And that is absolutely terrifying. And that's going to happen all over the country and there are going to be dead women and dead people who are pregnant. There are going to be dead people. It's going to happen. It's not an, an if, it's just how many and how many of these people can be helped before they die. And it's terrifying. And I just wanted to include that because I think it's very important that, that was discussed on The Five last week. Now, this is going to go a little bit over, and I apologize for that. I like to keep these short, but this one had a lot in it. So back to, this is going to be a long list. I'm going to go through it as quickly as possible so this isn't too long uh, of a podcast. And if you look at the newsletter, you can everything's hyperlinked. So we go on to stories Fox News ignored. Brittany Griner. The trial in Russia, she's the WNBA player who is stuck in Russia. Didn't report on it, haven't reported on it. There was a UN report on global hunger, didn't report on it. Um, there was an independent commission overseen by the U.S. Uh, that found the death of the Palestinian-American journalist uh, Shireen Abdul-Akleh was likely unintentional, but there's a lot of debate on that. The bullet was definitely probably from an Israeli uh, so that's a Palestinian journalist that was most likely shot by an Israeli soldier who died. And the debate is, was it intentional? Was it not intentional? Pretty horrific story. Absolutely horrible. Fox has completely ignored it. And I include a link to Media Matters that also they have far more resources than I do. They went into every single show on Fox and they could find no evidence. They found like one tiny segment on it. So they're completely ignoring it. Now. Just the climate change stories. Here we go. Buckle up. Extreme flooding in Australia. Extreme flooding in Pakistan. An avalanche in Italy caused from a um, melting glacier. A wildfire in California threatening some of the oldest trees in America. Extreme heat in Arizona that is causing the death of homeless people. <sighs> then we have a UN route into Syria that's being shut down by Russia that's so horrific. I couldn't even begin to talk about it. It just goes on and on. There was a shooting in Copenhagen, Denmark, that was not a terrorist attack. It was probably just, from what the authorities know now, just a mentally ill person who randomly shot people. And then, of course, Derek Chauvin, sentenced to 21 years in federal prison for um, killing George Floyd. Fox did not mention that. And then finally, and this is very important, election interference investigations in Georgia and Arizona. And that is people who are looking into 
people who tried to change the vote for Trump. Not the usual, like, oh, this election was rigged and Trump won. No, these investigations are the opposite. And they're also looking into various advocacy groups who are fighting legal challenges to new voter restrictions. That's also included. Have a link to that story in the newsletter. And then kind of jumped around. I put the newsletter in slightly different order because it's different when you hear it than when you read it. I included my lovely charts and then words used on Fox, and those were very interesting. For instance, whip was used 14 times, and gun control was only used once. Um, Oil and gas were mentioned like crazy. Um, There was a story that I actually agreed with Fox the first time ever, and it's part of the chart. There's a bodega worker in uh, some part of New York who was attacked by a man. The man got behind the counter and was beating him up and was like much younger, much bigger and was trying to drag the bodega worker out. And the bodega worker grabbed a knife and stabbed the man. The man died. And the DA in New York charged the bodega worker with murder, which is absurd. If anything, it should have been manslaughter, second degree. Uh, My sister's a criminal defense attorney, so I know a little bit about how things get charged. And there's been a lot of outrage on both sides. Even the mayor was like, that's absurd. So that was the only time I think I've ever agreed with Fox News. Um, that they showed there's video. The video is harrowing. It's absolutely awful. You could Google that if you want. I don't have a link to it, but because um, they did cover that quite a bit. And it was covered kind of all over the place. But yeah, that was that was not great. Um, DA screwed that one up, in my opinion. So coming up, we have two January 6th committee hearings. <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind uh, this week. And I will be covering how Fox covers it and how PBS covers it and do my best to uh, break it down and share with you clips and share with you what I learned from this. And then um, I'm also going to try to pick up, I don't know when, who was Hunter Biden. They have additional uh, episodes. I can't imagine they're going to be anything I want to really be worth watching, but I feel like I should watch them. Uh, I Again, I hate the Hunter Biden story. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I don't think it's worth really spending any time on. But for this week, because of the January 6th hearing, I'm only going to be covering Hunter uh, Hannity and Tucker Carlson tonight. And the January 6th will be my focus. Thank you so much for listening. Please check out the newsletter. It has a lot more detail. It has all the hyperlinks you'd ever want. And um, it doesn't have impressions of my mom. But other than that, thank you so much, Odin and Thor. Thank you so much. I think they're finally past their parasite problem. They had a protozoa. Also, I'm probably going to be uh, posting once a week my Patreon if you want to help out with some expenses for this fabulous podcast. I could use some better equipment. I was having some struggling with some of my uh, video equipment, video screen capture tonight. The audio was not synced and it was driving me crazy. So things like that, trying to upgrade a little bit and I don't quite have the budget. So, but it's totally not. You don't have to do it. It's just very appreciated if you do. It's all good. And I'm still working on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. Facebook is under my name. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And again, I will probably be back this week with another podcast for the January 6th hearings. Thank you so much.